This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Our reading from the daily office is Mark chapter 6, verses 13 through 29. Now let us begin our worship together. A gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elisha. And others said, It is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother's Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. 
When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of Our Lord Good evening. In today's reading from Mark, John tells Herod in public, in front of everybody, mind you, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Here's where John was coming from. First of all, Herod divorced his first wife to marry Herodias. But Herodias was married to Herod's brother. So she divorced him in order to marry Herod. Well, this means Herodias was both Herod's niece and sister-in-law. And that means Herod was both Herodias's uncle and brother-in-law. <laughs> One big happy family. My guess is that this was a marriage among the rich, famous, powerful, and related, done for political reasons to maintain and extend power. But the prophet John the Baptist spoke truth to power. Now both Herod and Herodias were very angry with John. Herod has John arrested and imprisoned, but not executed. Herod was bewildered and fearful, yet fascinated with John. Not so with Herodias, who wanted John dead, D-E-A-D, dead, and she gets it done by manipulating her husband, Herod. The execution comes on the heels of a big banquet and party celebrating Herod's birth. Herodias's daughter and Herod's stepdaughter entertains the extensive entourage of the rich and famous and powerful courtiers, officers, and leaders of Galilee. They were also very, very pleased by her exemplary dancing. Herod promises her anything, even half his kingdom, for such an enticing performance. Well, Herodias surreptitiously tells her daughter to ask for John's head, which she promptly delivers on a party platter to the birthday banquet. Surely shocking all of them. Well, but then again, maybe not so much. Maybe just grossing them out. But importantly, in death, as in life, John speaks truth to power. Speaking truth to power is accomplished not only by uttering prophetic words, but also by prophetic deeds. John was imprisoned not far from his workplace, the Jordan River, where he zealously and publicly preached, preached repentance and the coming realm of heaven, and he baptized. The drama of the descending dove prophetically set Jesus' baptism apart from all the others. John testified Jesus to be the Messiah. He prepared the way for Jesus. Now, a few years later, during the mock trial of Jesus, Pilate sends Jesus to our Herod for interrogation. After becoming bored, I suspect, probably even more bewildered and fearful of Jesus than he ever was with John, well, Herod returns Jesus to Pilate. John was a fire and brimstone kind of prophet who probably expected a judgmental, vengeful Messiah and unappeasable punisher. Now, a person in power like Herod or Pilate could better react to that than Jesus' message of love, of compassion. Love God, love your neighbor, 
God consistently fails to conform to popular expectations, but surprises us instead. Pilate asks Jesus, what is truth? Well, Jesus was standing right in front of him. Surprise, Pilate. And Jesus continues to surprise us. Jesus did not come to create an earthly empire, but rather to establish God's reign of grace and mercy and love through otherworldly power, however, working through us, working through us. Comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, it is said. And that is the example of Jesus. I have my own ideas how this applies to current events and to my own life. But what do you think and how does it affect your life? Amen. And now here is a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim, we proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light to revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us pray together the collect for this day, which is from the third Sunday after the Epiphany. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time here together, pausing our worship, if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life and for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us pray now the collect for the human family found on page 815 of the prayer book. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations and the whole human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
Now let us pray the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts of the people of this land that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now let us pray the concluding collect on page 139 of the prayer book. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and a day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus. Mm -hmm.